What's up, guys? Welcome back to the Blockhash Podcast. Before we jump into our episode with Oasis, I want to talk to you about our sponsor, Pika Crypto, because this episode is brought to you by Pika Crypto. Pika is revolutionizing the intersection of NFTs and gaming through their Pika trading card game. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Builders of Kai, the TCG will be both digital, physical, and Web3 integrated, allowing gamers to play and compete in various different formats. Whether you are a newbie or a pro gamer, there's a spot for you in Pika's ecosystem. So to learn more about Pika and Elders of Kai, go to their website and social media pages. You can find everything in the description for the episode below. Join the Pika community on Telegram to keep up with the latest developments. Again, all links are down below. Enjoy the episode, guys. Talk to you soon. What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of Blockhash Exploring the Blockchain, episode 341. Today, I have Chris Bradbury, the CEO of Oasis.app, to talk about Oracle's permissionless protocols, uh, Ajna, a whole bunch of different topics I have listed today, as well as what they are doing um, in the space. Chris, welcome to the show, man. How are you doing? Yeah, fine. Thank you. Great to be here. It's a pleasure to have you. Um, before we, you know, jump in and get started and, and get into the nitty gritty, tell me a bit more about you. I'm sure people um, are curious, maybe what your story is. You know, how you got into the space. Everyone's kind of got a little bit of a unique backstory. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I got into crypto properly uh, in in 2018. Uh, joined the Make Maker Foundation as a, as one of their product managers there. Uh, kind of their first product manager. Uh, just kind of like just kind of there really to help them help them build and develop their their user interfaces uh really so back then 28 like early 2018 they just had sci uh released um and didn't have any governance dashboards or anything like that so kind of kind of dropped straight into it really and uh, and i came from a fintech background anyway so I had a lot of like kind of experience in, in the fintech space like a couple of growth growth projects um before that but yeah, kind of jumped in two-footed into into Maker, um, kind of the first first year and a half development of of multi-collateral DAI, uh, which obviously the current Maker protocol that's that's out there. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, been through the roller coasters of kind of the 2018, 2019 uh, bear market off all the hype of 2017. And uh, yeah, all the way through kind of DeFi summer, well, Black Thursday, then DeFi summer. Um, and yeah, now now kind of leading, leading the Oasis.app team um, which, which originally started out as, uh, in the maker foundation. So it was originally the default front end for the maker protocol, uh, back then, and kind of the Oasis name comes from the Oasis Dex protocol, uh, as well. So like the first ever on-chain Dex, uh, really the kind of like simple market, uh, it's like very first name. Um, but, uh, yeah, we, uh, when the maker foundation dissolved, we, we, we took Oasis out of the maker foundation and, uh, made made it made it what it is today really which is kind of this simple secure access to DeFi, really so adding more protocols um more networks and so on 
Very nice. Uh, are you one of the founders of Oasis as well, or did you join later on? Uh, so be because it came out the Maker Foundation, we don't really have mm -hmm. founders uh, okay. per se. So um, there was about 15 or 20 of us, uh, or about 15 of us that carried on from the Maker Foundation into the Oasis team. Um, so I was a product lead for, for Oasis back in the Maker Foundation. Um, so I was kind of, yeah, it, it was, it was kind of like my baby in a way in, in the Maker Foundation days. Um, again, back when it was just like really a really simple interface just to access the Maker Protocol. So simple ways to borrow die from like ETH, uh rap btc i think back then we had a few more kind of niche niche tokens as well um and uh and yeah so we took it out so we didn't we didn't really have founders as uh as such you could argue like kind of the 15 of us that kind of carried on like carried on over from it uh when the foundation dissolved so uh so yeah so i i took on the role of ceo mm -hmm. but um really just kind of kind of more cpo if anything and uh mm -hmm. <laughs> like in that transition period really Nice. So, so what is Oasis.app uh, in a nutshell? Like what kind of things do you offer to users? Yeah. So we've got three main product features really. Uh, so it's, it's borrow, borrow, multiply and earn. So borrow is the simplest one. Really. It's the kind of oldest feature, oldest feature we had from the very first days of, of MCD. You can come along with ETH, uh, RAP BTC, uh, state teeth, uh, rocket ETH or anything like that. Uh, and borrow, borrow die against it. And die is obviously a, a, a USD like soft peg stable coin. Uh, entirely non-custodial um, and and kind of unstoppable as well. Um, so unlike USDC and and things like that, they've got the blacklist and so on. Like Dai is the the kind of censorship resistant uh, stablecoin, really, and like the first the first proper stablecoin as well. Um, again, dating all the way back to the Psy times uh, when that was launched, kind of like late 2017 as its very first version. Uh, we've got Multiply, uh, which kind of builds on top of Borrow, uh, just as a UX feature, really. So Multiply is uh, basically allowed you to kind of increase your exposure to those tokens like ETH, RAP, BTC, and so on. Mm -hmm. um, and effectively, as it from a user point of view, just it just reduces the amount of clicks you have to do as a user to get like two or three x exposure uh, to ETH in a in a fully non custodial way. Um, so like kind of one click or, or one transaction, you would you would lock say like deposit say ETH, it would flash loan you a load of Dai, it would go and swap all that Dai for additional ETH on the market, deposit that into the vault, you would then borrow Dai. Uh, from it, paying paying what they call a stability fee, which is a glorified interest rate, really, just a kind of DeFi term for for interest rate on the maker side. And uh, yeah, if if obviously the price goes up, you've got you've got more exposure to that. Um, if the price goes down, you 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 lose quicker as well. Um, on top of that, as well, we then have some automation features, just things like stop loss, auto buy, auto sell, which allows you to set certain parameters and thresholds, which mean you can. You don't have to be at your computer. Say if if the market drops uh, very quickly, uh, it can just close you out with a set collateralization ratio or loan to value. Um, so if you've set that kind of that 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 price that 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 loan to value, let's say it's like uh, eighty percent, uh, you can go to sleep knowing that if it hits eighty percent, you're just going to get you're going to it's going to close you out. It's going to save you probably fifteen to twenty percent when it comes to liquidation penalties and any slippage and so on uh, on the on the on the liquidations and, and things like that. And then the third product is Earn, which is kind of the simplest one in a way to understand. You deposit a token and you earn earn a yield on it. So we've got a couple of different Earn, earn strategies at the moment, all on layer one Ethereum uh, at the moment, although very soon, hopefully, uh, a couple of layer twos as well. Um, but like we've got the wrap stake teeth kind of yield loop uh, strategy from Aave on there. So again, in one click, it's kind of mixing mixing multiply really with a, with a kind of like 
not not gambling on the price going up and down uh let's say uh so you deposit in you can get like seven or eight x uh wrap state teeth uh yield uh on there and again you still pay a borrow fee on on the eth that you're borrowing so you're borrowing uh you're borrowing eth which you're just swapping for state teeth and depositing that back in so um it's it's not straight like ax the actual state teeth yield mm-hmm. uh there is a there's a kind of net rate that you find in the middle and it kind of fluctuates so at the moment it's pretty low with, with like kind of last few weeks of uh, extremely low network activity but uh like the 90 day average i think is is, is currently around 15 16% apy um which is obviously about 10% better than holding holding state teeth just as a as a single that's rate. a good apy yeah, it's pretty good. And it's it, mm-hmm. it's a long-term strategy. So you've got to look into it. Like if you go into it and just look at one week and say, oh, I've only earned like annualized rate of 5%. What is this? Mm-hmm. But if you're if you're in it when there's market volatility and there's a lot of there's a lot of like MEV like kind of payments and stuff going on and going back to the uh the stakers, then then you get those rewards and 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 they're kind of multiplied up. Um so you've got to be in it to to make the most of it. It's not one you can just go in and out of and expect to make a big profit um like within a few days unless you get really lucky. Got it. Is it as simple as like click stake and earn? Or do you guys also have like community or curated strategies that, you know, kind of go into this as well? Maybe you stake this, stake that, lend against that. I know that's getting really popular in the DeFi space too. Yeah, no, we, so we, we try and stick to like a curated experience on Oasis.app. So there's only a handful of tokens uh, and, and a handful of strategies at the moment as well. And I think like for us, trust, like kind of trust is, is a real key thing, particularly with everything that's happened over the last 12 months with, mainly non DeFi protocols, the kind of centralized entities kind of like just basic, basic fraud really. Um, but we've kind of got almost a simple rule really that if it's, if we wouldn't use it, then we wouldn't put it on our, we wouldn't put it in front of our users either. So the strategies we have on there are fairly curated strategies, uh, trusted strategies, again, long-term ones. So it's not like you won't ever see like a 200%, uh, like APY that you can earn in two weeks, uh, but have maybe a 20% chance of getting rugged we don't know who the like the team is or we have no idea where right. the project came from so uh yeah we're a bit slower to getting things on the app but in theory we've got that trust element and we do a lot of user research which like users speak to a lot as well so if it's on oasis you can you can you can hopefully trust it uh it's kind of kind of the main thing really so we're not we're not is, there for the kind of dgens and right. ones to ape in that's basically <laughs> gotcha is ethereum the main backbone chain for this or do you guys also tap into like binance or um or any of the other chains maybe that this is popular for yeah no just just ethereum at the moment okay. uh like i said very 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 soon we're going to have arbitrum and optimism uh on there too but um yeah again we were born we were born from maker um which which is obviously on, on ethereum as well um but for us ethereum is that it's, it's that trusted most secure chain um and it's and it's got it's got obviously got the most value uh on it as well um we're not with the, with the kind of transaction fees and so on that are on ethereum as well uh we're not really targeting the kind of users with like a hundred dollars or anything like that um so it's very difficult as well to like kind of create apps that one satisfy the user with a hundred dollars and the user that's like it's got maybe a hundred thousand dollars and so um so for us it's just ethereum and, and the layer two is like directly connected to ethereum at the moment um Maybe, maybe we'll explore down the line. Um, but again, it's that kind of curated trusted experience where we're not, we're not interested in just wrapping the biggest APY possible or the, the newest, mm-hmm. the newest protocol that's just come out on the weekend. We, uh, like we take our time and it's gonna, it's gonna meet certain criteria basically. Good. That's good. Um, 
In terms of security and safety for users, what kind of separates you guys from other DeFi protocols and projects out there? Um, what, what do you guys do differently? So I guess I, I guess we don't do that much differently to, to most DeFi protocols um, per se, but I think DeFi is the key thing that that separates us from a lot of the a lot of the projects you maybe see out there with like fancy marketing and so on that offer you like these promised APYs and can't explain where the where the yields are coming from ultimately. So Oasis.app is is fully non-custodial. Um, mm-hmm. So like there's there is no there's no technical way for us to like kind of touch your touch your access any anybody's funds or anything like that. Even in the automation system, uh, it's it's fully non-custodial. So even though you you give kind of like permission um, to your to your vault or, or your position, uh, you're only giving permission to the to the to the automation smart contracts that can only operate within very very defined bounds that you as a user have set in a transaction. So. I mean, that's that's the biggest thing, right? The fact that nobody can touch your money is the biggest security thing uh, you can have. Like think, thinking like kind of FTX and so on or, or like Celsius and things like that, right? Where you were you were handing your money over to a third party. Like that's mm-hmm. that's always the biggest risk. And it is with with almost any app. And you think back to some of the apps that were built on top of like UST as well. Um, like just like they were, they may have called themselves DeFi, but it was DeFi in name only, um, really. When it comes to like DeFi projects, though, uh, like the big thing is just obviously auditing uh, stuff. Um, again, kind of banging the same drum, but for us, it's it's like the curated protocols, right? The protocols that have like been around for a while, been audited, been been used for maybe a year or so by users. In in the most part, I know potentially we're going to talk about Arginal, which is a brand new protocol, but uh, we can also talk about kind of the, some of the steps that they've 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 gone through as well to try and tick those boxes. Um, but yeah, there's if a project suddenly appeared. Kind of think DeFi summer times, right, and and the kind of mm-hmm. harvest finance days and so on, right. A project would appear on a on a Saturday, be implemented in some of these front ends on a Monday morning, and by Wednesday, everyone's lost their money. So um, maybe maybe not through like anybody's fault, other than there's a bug in the system when an exploit happened. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, if if an exploit happens on some of the protocols that we we have in Oasis, then yeah, I mean, it's it's unfortunate, but we think the risk is is absolutely minimized. And likely the only major attack vectors is, is, is through governance um, mm-hmm. now through like Maker, Aave, and so on. Can, can users participate in governance? Is there a, a system for that? Uh, through Oasis, you mean? Yeah, yeah. So Oasis, we don't we don't have a token uh, or anything like that. We are we are the front end um, to access a number of other protocols, and we don't we don't support any governance features on okay. on any of the platforms. So if you want to partake in governance. Through makeup, Aave, or anything like that, Arjuna, you 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 go to their web, their their apps basically. Um, Got it. Yeah, I saw an article um, on Arjuna and that you guys were supporting it as well, and I thought it was kind of cool. Uh, some of the uh, things put together around permissionless permissionless protocols, um, oracles. I mean, there's a lot of stuff going on in that space. Want to know yeah. kind of how you guys are supporting it um, and kind of understand it a little bit better myself. Yeah, so 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 we're, we're we're launching the front end for it, uh, or effectively one of the front ends for it when it when it when it eventually launches. Um, so we'll have a dedicated experience that we've been working on for the last couple of months now, um, uh, following the three core products again. So the borrow, multiply, uh, and earn. I mean, the big thing that the one reason we're really excited with with Archer is it's it's a real step forward, uh, I think, in in DeFi development and something that kind of we've seen talked about as the risks on a lot of protocols. So like the big thing here is is Oracleless. Uh, effectively, so it, it doesn't have any of its own oracles. Um, effectively, the pools. I, I think it's kind of a. It's. I think the best way to describe it. It's a kind of hybrid, really, between between kind of like 
Maker in some parts, Ave and, and Uniswap, like combining the, almost the, the, the best bits of all of those um, together is, uh, is, is the way. So they've taken out one of the biggest risks to say like, like Ave and Maker, for instance, which, which is Oracle's in a way. Um, and I think there's been some great tweets, threads on, on, on Twitter about it as well, where mm-hmm. it's not so much just like removing the Oracle's entirely, but it's this concept more of like, bring your own Oracle's. So it's, it's as a user, you can then bring to that protocol or you can use an, uh, a service on top, like Oasis, for instance, and you can understand which oracles they're using and you can make a decision like, do you trust these oracles um, or not? Because for us to be able to offer certain services, we, we have to know the market price uh, of them, right? So whether that oracle is technically a, a chain link oracle to get the market price from, whether we rely on kind of a like one inch, uh, a price on the one inch aggregator uh, in a way to say like, hey, if you're trading like a thousand of token X for like to token Y, like at the moment, this is the price we would get for that trade on on one inch. So for us, that is the market price uh, on there. And like you present that to the user and the user can make their own mind up then or their own decision if they want to kind of want to do that trade or not uh, on there. But I think it's I think it's it's huge, um, like a huge step forward in this in this concept of permissionless permissionless protocols, because it's always been one area that's been very difficult. Like There's always been a reliance that you've you've, tr- you've always had to trust someone. And this is the first one, I think, where you can truly say you're just trusting the code um, because the, the the special way they do the pools, they can effectively create a market price on the pools and then kind of like they were like kind of rational system actors will then go and make sure that 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 price is kind of accurate in a way, just like just like you see on Uniswap. Um, but now we've got borrowing and lending uh, introduced as well. And then the, the other side, which is uh, obviously there's one or two that have, have tried it before uh, or have done it before, but it's, the, it's just a governance-less nature of it, right? So they're launching a protocol. They don't have they don't have plans to decentralize. They don't have plans to hand over to governance. Like the code is going to be released. And, and that is that. There is no, there is nothing. There's no multi-six. There's no governance. There's no like way to make it more decentralized. It is going to be a entirely permissionless, trustless protocol. Um, which yeah, for for us is really really exciting. It really pushes forward the vision I think of of DeFi and what you can do with it. And then and then for Oasis, from our point of view, it's it's almost a perfect protocol for our for our user interface in a way. Um, it's those three core features that borrow, multiply, and earn to be able to do all of those all of those things. And then particularly on the earn side, where you're going to be providing liquidity, uh, it's it's going to be kind of like active management liquidity so because because the pools are going to be kind of set in the price you you lend at a price bucket in a way so you lend at almost like the maximum price you're happy for your 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 tokens to be borrowed at uh and then that brings in obviously our automation tools as well because that active as as the market prices do change and again that's where the kind of oracles come into it a little bit then for the automation side so if you want to opt into automation you opt into using an oracle but you don't have to use an oracle but you would opt into using some sort of oracle uh, and then you, the automation would, would keep you lending at a price where your tokens aren't just suddenly going to get converted to uh, to the other side of the token, which is kind of almost where the Uniswap side of it comes in. So it's a borrowing and lending platform, but if you're lending and the price uh, of your token suddenly, or the price of the collateral suddenly, uh, going to get this right way around now, drops or increases, I can't think off the top of my head now which way, oh, no <laughs> which way around it goes, but your token would swap to that token, um, just, just like a Uniswap pool would. Um, and you can think of it like Uniswap V3 with the with the bands in a way. So you would suddenly become eligible for having it to swap uh, to that token. So the automation there would just mean that, again, you go to sleep at night knowing that if anything went wrong with the tokens in that pool, 
you would you would just be taken out of it um, if needed be. Yeah, it's, it's really cool to see that type of automation, you know, adds a lot more user protection when they're using some of these protocols. Um, do you think permissionless yeah. is the future of DeFi? Um, like, do you think it'll take over the space and be like the standard? Or do you think it has like a very uh, specific subset of a user base within this industry? Uh, I mean, I think, I mean, permissionless was always the original vision of of DeFi, sure. right? And I think uh, you, you think about the original Maker Vision in particular, which is obviously the first the first real DeFi project out there really, like kind of 2016, like the purple paper and so on. Um, like that always had visions of almost like removing governance kind of gradually uh, in a way. So I think if you talk about the actual vision of DeFi, uh, permissionless is obviously the kind of grand vision, I think. But if you talk to users or, or talk about it from a user point of view and, and more mass, mass market users, uh, it introduces huge amounts of risk. And like, I don't think you would ever be able to necessarily recommend like I should like the friend on the street to just go and use over, over time that will hopefully eventually become, become that level, but it obviously introduces a huge amount of risk for it. So there's no governance to fix any bugs or shut it down or do, do anything that might like save it from some, some sort of potential exploit or anything like that. There's no time locks to, um, to, to, to prevent anything. Um, there's also no risk of governance attacks. Um, so there's this there's this kind of double edged sword in a way, but uh, I mean permissionless is is the like the ultimate dream of DeFi, uh, mm. kind of what DeFi how DeFi what DeFi was created out of in a way, but it doesn't always provide the best UX. Um, I mean no protocols can get better as well. So you look at Uniswap that was obviously entirely permissionless at V1, I think entirely permissionless at V2 as well, and then V3 introduced ever so slight governance to it of like the fee switch and so on. Um, but I mean, Uniswap V2 is still quite heavily used, for instance, like there's still, there's still, there's still trades going through it on a daily basis and so on and, and quite a lot of volume. So, uh, yeah, there's, there's definitely a space for permissionless. Um, is it, is it going to potentially be around in 10 years time in the exact same way? Don't know, maybe not. Um, but yeah, that's, that's also the amazing nature of the industry we're in, um, but like it could well be that's 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 the fascinating thing there's no there's no one out there to stop it basically unless ethereum stops yeah i mean who knows i mean the industry's only been around for 10 years so it, it's kind of hard to predict the next 10 huh that's it yeah i mean DeFi's only been around for four years five years really right um like i said the first M first like maker protocol which which was the first DeFi project really was uh i think except for maybe some tiny like maybe minor ones that were like almost pet projects and so on um like that's still going at least uh was, was december 2017 um so and even back then for instance when they released the five, first die token that's where that oasis dex contract that simple market was created because there was no way of trading like dex for eth or mkr um mm. back then it was just, just wasn't a possibility uh these exchanges weren't onboarding like erc20 tokens or anything like that because so few of them existed back then I, exactly. I mean, it, it'll, I imagine it'll evolve tremendously in the next 10 years, probably the next five years. I mean, look where DeFi has come in just yeah. the last four since inception. So uh, it's oh, like yeah. one of the fastest growing sectors here within Web3. Um, so yeah, another four years, you know, this stuff might become standard. There might be something better that comes out that gets developed. Absolutely. Um, who knows? Yeah. So it, it's, it's fun. Yeah. Even, even, even next year, I think as well, like, like I think if we look at some of the protocols that, that came out even last year, 
uh, all that development of like Aave or, or Morpho and so on that, that built on top of Aave and Compounds. Uh, and now Arjun's taking this, this next step. Like, yeah, next year is probably going to have something just as just as groundbreaking. And we've got the Curve Stable Queen uh, at some point soon as well. We've got the Aave's Go uh, Stable Queen as well. So we've still got some super exciting things to look forward to uh, and see what impact they have as well. Um, but yeah, it's it's going to be a, it's a fascinating place. And it's the old meme, isn't it? Like, we're still early. But uh, right. it generally feels like it when you see some of the developments coming out still. And uh, yeah. Yeah, 100%. Um, I want to talk about Borrow, Oasis Borrow, one more time. Yeah. Um, in terms of how it functions, I know a lot of DeFi uses collateral for yeah. for borrowing, for lending. It, is it the same with you guys? Like you can put up collateral and borrow against it? Or is there another mechanism you know, coming out for that at some point? Because I've heard all kinds of different theories on having some kind of credit score uh, that's tied to your wallet address or um, or, or just different methods. And I'm just curious if maybe you guys have explored some of those or if collateral is like the main way that you guys are going. Yeah. So, so we're, we're, we don't, we don't create any of the protocols uh, ourselves. Like our focus is just on, on implementing the protocols that are available. So at the moment it's just a bog standard uh, okay. collateral, like put up collateral uh, and borrow against it. Um, like the full again non-custodial borrowing in a way so like i think you touched on like credit scores and so on i think some of those things are going to be fascinating i think they are going to be the big developments over the next couple of years particularly like decentralized identity uh and so on so how you can like tie an identity to a credit score like maybe that's tied to a wallet maybe bring in some like yeah. real real kind of like financial background as well uh into it in a in a in a uh, zero knowledge way so as a user you don't have to give up any anything to the platforms and the protocols you can just verify that like you are a trusted trusted party in a way um mm-hmm. but at the moment on oasis it is it is just yeah over collateralized borrowing um so you put up say 130 percent of the value of the collateral and you can borrow borrow dice if you come along with a like, hundred dollars of of eth you can borrow up to like 70 dollars of 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 die or usdc or something like that yeah, I think that's like the only barrier for entry for for borrowing and lending is having enough to put up as collateral. Um, yeah, and I, I think the future of that will definitely be like DIDs, like some kind of decentralized identifier attached to your wallet address, maybe zk proofs, you know, built into that somehow. Um, yeah. And then maybe like a good history or something of of trading or using certain DeFi protocols might lend value towards lending. So it, it would yeah, make more yeah. sense. Yeah, I mean, we're definitely in a in a the early stage right where everyone has got into crypto kind of early on like at any point really in the last 10 years but i mean most most in the market have gone in got in in the last kind of three years right they they have crypto and they have assets to borrow against uh especially if they've kind of got in before 2021 um they've they've got them at a price they've accrued in value and now they've probably got assets they can borrow against but yeah for new users like it's it's not really scalable right like we need people to go and buy like eth or state teeth or rap bitcoin or or something like this and expect them to have enough like to have bought it first and then want to borrow against it i think when when i first joined maker i think my my big vision and big hope was we would we would have tokenized way more assets by now um like real world assets i think as well mm-hmm. so if you have let's say you're like a long-term holder of like tesla stock or something like that uh like my big vision was actually instead of let's say you want to like put a house deposit down but you don't want to sell your tesla stock because maybe it's earning you an average like like it's increasing in value like seven ten percent a year if you could bring that into DeFi um and borrow against it at like two two or three percent I and mean, you're still a net five percent up right so like 
that for me is is how we is, is still i mean and we've talked about real world assets for, for years now right like it's it's right. not it's not a new story um i think we've made made a lot of advancements this year like tokenizing like t-bills and so on but um mm-hmm. but yeah like the like i think if we can tokenize some real world assets that the ordinary people have and i'm not saying ordinary people every ordinary person has stocks or whatever but if like most people have like pensions or whatever or probably not pensions but savings accounts that are in like etfs or anything like that um like if you could just borrow against them without having to like to sell them um and there's billions if not trillions of dollars of 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 money in etfs and stuff right so if we could digitalize those or or anything else like there's there's so many real world assets out there that you could actually borrow against and again if you had that decentralized identity you could prove that you own x or something without actually again having to fully kyc yourself on on these protocols mm-hmm. you can just kind of get the thumbs up without 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 the app or the protocol knowing anything about you just that you're a, a reliable borrower like that's that for me is the next big thing and we talked about what are we going to see in the next four years like if we haven't seen that in four years i'd be i'd be astonished <laughs> yeah i think tokenization will be the next big thing uh because that just instantly creates liquidity for any asset even if it's illiquid, you know, traditionally, I, I saw yeah. today someone, uh, they have, I forgot who it was. I got to look it up again, but they have another protocol and they tokenized us treasuries. And, mm-hmm. uh, it's a very fascinating thing to tokenize right now with the federal funds rate in the U S being so high and, um, treasury prices being, you know, down and affecting a lot of banks and bank deposits, uh, interesting thing to tokenize and let people trade. But I think stuff like that, that's, you know, historically more difficult for people to understand and to access uh, through, through DeFi will be a a real possibility and it'll be cool to take stuff like that as well as things like, uh, real estate or items or secondhand items or whatever it is and tokenize it and create instant value for it. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's a few companies that have come out in the last kind of three, four months with that. I think back to one of the biggest ones, I'm not sure if that's the one you saw. Um, but yeah, they've got, they've got plans on just tokenizing a variety of stocks as well. Um, I mean, I mean, the biggest hurdle to that and, and ordinary people doing it is is regulations. Mm-hmm. Um, we've obviously seen the seen the news today that's come out uh, as well regarding Binance and stuff. But uh, yeah, the regu- we need we need clearer regulations in this in in this space um, just to understand what can and can't be done um, without without being silly. And I think once the regulations are cleared up and they ideally need to be on a kind of global like a global scale, like, a, like the regulators almost need to get together and, and approach it on a, a, as a kind of global collective in a way. But um, once that's cleared up and I mean, hopefully it will be more clear in the next couple of years, then yeah, it, it's going to unlock so much potential. Um, and, and DeFi, crypto, Web3, like kind of almost whatever you want to call it then as well, I think in, in five to 10 years will just be like underpinning the main kind of financial network without most users even knowing maybe they're using it. So you'd have a mobile app that you're maybe buying like US treasuries or or stocks or like Tesla stock or going into an ETF or whatever and maybe it's tokenized, maybe it's on the blockchain, you get an option to borrow against it at like two percent from like this company. Um mm. where traditionally you just see a bank's name up there. Now you might see like Maker or Ave uh, or Arjun or something like that, right? And uh right. like this is this is the rate, these are the terms. Um like like you're in full control. Like they can't touch your money, only you can and, and like just amazing benefits, right? Um but yeah, that's that's. I still think that's that was a big vision in back even 2016, 2017, 2018. So, and I don't think that's changed uh, in reality. Yeah, I think the next couple of years, especially this year, is going to be really important in terms of figuring out what the regulatory framework is going to look like, especially in the U.S. 
um, now that things have heated up and I think we've reached like maximum FUD, <laughs> uh, when, when you have a completely inept and uneducated uh, agency like the SEC, which I think is very apparent at this point, um, to say something is not a security and then the next couple of weeks you go out and sue people for things being securities, it, it doesn't make any sense. It's not logical. Um, to go after, you know, exchanges like Coinbase and Binance, you know, some of the biggest in the world that are very active at trying to understand and work with regulators is at least as far as we can tell. Um, it, it just seems so silly at this point. So I, you know, I think we've reached some kind of threshold, you know, something's going to happen. That's going to be a bit more positive for this industry, whether it's a law a bill legislation enforcement through regulation or regulation through enforcement or something through the courts, um, tons of court cases going on. So hopefully that stuff is, is good for crypto and, you know, good for you guys and kind of opens things up a little bit. So we don't have to worry so much. It's, it's frustrating when you wake up on a Monday and you're like, God, what did they do again? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think we've, 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 uh, like we've had a lot of weeks, I think where we said, Oh, like it can't get any worse than this. Um, it's like so complete yeah. exhaustion at this point. Yeah, but I mean, yeah, I mean, Binance and Coinbase, I think that they're easy targets as well, right? Like they they also make the headlines. Like there's 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 clear agendas and stuff out there and, and going on. But um, yeah, it 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 makes the headlines. Um, like there's clearly no protection of investors going on. Mm -hmm. Like that's I think that's the that's the main one. Uh, in a way, but uh, yeah, it's just like it almost seems like it's a game. Uh, to some, and it's it's kind of like you gotta gotta get to a certain point. But yeah, like I said, hopefully, hopefully, hopefully it will turn. Hopefully it will change, and in a couple of years' time, we'll, we'll get some really clear regulations, and and it and it will just open us up for like even even more innovation. Um, because there's some incredible innovation happening, and it's kind of being pushed like harder and harder, like to the limit, really, of of like what you can and can't do. Um, and even to the point of like fear of fear of the unknown right now. Um. Mm -hmm must be holding back innovation and, and and funding or backing from certain people that, that could actually offer a lot of help and assistance uh in the space and, and just nervous about getting involved because of the regulations so exactly well i think we're getting to a head pretty soon so hopefully something will change in the right direction and get some <laughs> positivity for once um, yeah it's like <laughs> So, so what, what's next for Oasis? Uh, what do you guys have on your roadmap coming up uh, the rest of 2023? What are some things maybe you're working on that you're excited about that you want people to keep an eye on? Uh, yes. Yeah, so, yeah. Yeah. So I think the biggest, I, I mean, the biggest thing, well, well, big thing happening in probably, uh, hopefully in the next two weeks is is that we launch onto, onto the L2s. So we, we put, we put Oasis onto, onto Optimism and Arbitrum. Um, to start with, you'll get access to, to Arve V3 uh on there and and again you'll, you'll you'll see kind of like the borrow multiply and earn earn stuff on there um and we're just testing kind of in the final stages they're testing that at the moment as well and we see like a like i think a 42 42 x reduction in in transaction prices there so opening an rv uh position for instance has gone from like i can't remember what the gas price was at the time but it's basically went from like 160 dollars down to two dollars 20. so like this huge this huge cost reduction um so Historically, you've kind of been difficult to use Ethereum if you've kind of got less than 50 ETH, like almost really from transaction costs and so on, unless, unless the market is just going up. Um, so this will open it up to a much wider audience uh, now. So that's super exciting. And then we've got full RV v3 functionality coming just onto mainnet as well. Um, and we've got automation coming to RV as well, which is just something we've never had before. And then the really big thing we've touched on already a little bit is Arjuna. So Arjuna support, hopefully, I think early July is is is, is when it hopefully 
hopefully coming out. I don't think there's any 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 set dates um, uh, yet, but uh, yeah, I mean that's that's the thing we're going to be most excited about. I mean it's 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 such a huge step forward in in kind of protocols really, um, and I, I know it's been getting a lot of hype on Twitter and 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 it's interesting to see because like Blend came up with something similar like permissionless oracleless uh, like DeFi. Uh, Steve, uh, NFT lending and borrowing. Mm-hmm. So, like to see both these protocols almost announced at the same time was 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 pretty fascinating. And I don't think there's any connection uh, between either of them in any way. Um, but yeah, so that's that's the big thing for us. And then it's 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 just doubling down on the UX experience then as well, like combining these and 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 speaking to users, listening to users, and understanding exactly what they want to do between these different protocols. Um, yeah, like that's that's kind of what we pride ourselves on, really. Um, nice kind of on the lookout for some new protocols as well if there's any other like kind of really awesome kind of i mean i hope it all works the way we're, we're hyping Argent up a little bit but uh like mm-hmm. any more kind of like Argent level kind of new protocols coming out that have been through like just endless audits it seems um yeah like that, that fit into like that oasis vision really but uh yeah well hopefully hopefully want to see some users coming back into DeFi as well the last year has been been tough on users it's almost mm-hmm. just been a kind of kind of outflow of users from DeFi. We kind of see that in the gas prices a little bit as well, kind of falling almost to like in the tens or twenties. Um, when only like a year ago, they were in the, like the, like you saw low hundreds and you were happy, right? A year ago. So right. uh, hopefully, hopefully those users can come back or we can move with many new people, like get new people in on straight onto L2s and so on as well. Um, but yeah, I think it's going to be a really exciting year um, for, for DeFi, crypto and yeah, for Oasis as well. Got some really cool, awesome, awesome stuff happening. Yeah, I'm, I'm very excited about DeFi, uh, mostly because I know a lot of funds have been getting pulled from exchanges into self-custody, especially yep. in Bitcoin and Ethereum. And um, it's very easy to to swap and trade in, an, in a wallet these days. And I think as DeFi continues to progress, I, I think that's you know where people are going to ideally want to go first. If the exchanges still are having issues uh, with the regulators. You know, why would they immediately put it back to Binance and Coinbase when they could just trade swap in their wallet? So I think DeFi, yeah. there's a there's a big surge that's coming in the near future, just around the horizon. Yeah. And we've got an account abstraction now as well, uh, which is kind of seems to be full steam ahead. Um, like as well. Like I think there's an Instadap have released Avocado and so on. And there's there's just a lot of like, yeah, pretty awesome, pretty awesome things happening uh mm-hmm. generally. Um, because I think we're all aware that like seed phrases and is not a a scalable mass market solution to managing your money. Um, mm-hmm. Like even, even some of the issues I think uh, like uh, Taylor at, at Metamask kind of highlighted recently, right. When a load of people, right. load of people got, 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 had their funds stolen and I don't think they ever kind of, or maybe I missed it if they did, but I don't think I ever quite like worked out what the, the actual root cause of all of that was, but it was, it was some like kind of crypto OGs that were, that were caught out with that as well. So like, yeah, seed phrases aren't the way forward. Um, even the way multi-six are and stuff like that at the moment. And yeah, I mean, a year ago we trusted like Trezor and Ledger, right? Trezor and Ledger. And uh, mm-hmm. now like maybe, maybe it's majority of its fun. And I know it's, it's, it's like still opt-in and so on. And like, of course people can update like firmware and stuff. Like, right. <laughs> like, 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 like that, that would seem to be like the worst, the worst kept secret in a way that like, like the, sh- the shock that came out of the Ledger stuff. But um, yeah, like it's like, it's, it's it's hard work managing your own money, right? Like, mm-hmm. like I think going back to like twenty fifteen times, like be your own bank and so on. But, that, that's uh, the whole original idea too. You know, you know to be your own bank yeah. and self custody yep. your funds. Uh, there's 
obviously a lot of trade-offs to that. You know, you don't get the same protections and insurance you'd get leaving your money in a bank or traditional exchange, even a crypto exchange. Uh, but you have full control. You know, as long yeah. as you know what you're doing, it's um, it's incredibly beneficial. It's just a little scary sometimes uh, because that's, if you ever lose that it. phrase yeah. or um, you, you don't take enough precautions and then there's no getting it back. So, yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I, and I think like one thing a lot of people seem to forget, like when they're using crypto or, or like at least we see it from a user's point of view is like if it's too good to be true, like it's it's probably too good to be true. And uh, like even looking back on the whole like UST thing, right? Like them mm -hmm. paying 20% for holding UST. And like there was so many like like reputable people out there like reputable names and stuff calling it out and like talking about like non non-sustainable when it's like you're like such a such a high risk thing i mean you saw so many people going into it um and when you when you like you said when you haven't got insurance when you haven't got protection and so on like we have to rely on people making those making those more sensible choices uh otherwise you're going to get hurt and unfortunately the media love a story when users get when users lose money right um so like when ftx happened there was no there was no like mainstream media coverage of like all the DeFi protocols like compound Aave, maker like not having any losses um like users not losing anything apart from like the value of their tokens due to the fallout of like centralized failure so uh yeah i mean yeah definitely be your own bank is 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 the way forward and like self-custody non-custodial like trading finance and so on but yeah, we we got to work out better ways of managing, managing those those uh, those private mm -hmm. keys and seed phrases and so on. And yeah, hopefully account abstraction does that a little bit. But yeah, yeah it's I think that's that's another big innovation that needs to happen over the next few years. I, yeah, I think I think it's coming at some point. I mean, there's a lot of good work being done around seed phrases, being able to condense it down into like a short phrase, like a password you can remember and. Um, brain wallet has been really good at that for a long time there's, there's a lot of different ways where you can condense it down encrypt it and then pull it back out by memory if you have to um but yeah, yeah I'm, I'm sure that it'll continue to evolve over over time here and we'll get a better solution for it <laughs> um, absolutely yeah we're, again we're still early right that's the that's right. that's the, the the everlasting point i mean the first websites and emails or whatever were terrible way right for, for 10 years or so exactly like the internet was like dial up internet like We've all forgotten about that now, but uh, that was a terrible experience. <laughs> exactly. I mean, the whole username, password, you know, it, it, it's not very secure either when you really think about it in all the different ways someone can get a hold of your email, your username, your passwords these days. Um, yeah. I constantly get security alerts for my passwords. And I'm like, really? I just changed it six months ago. And then they're <laughs> like, oh, it's not secure. We found instances. And I'm like, oh, my God. So. Uh, the the old yeah. web one web two system is you know very flawed today and it's getting worse and worse so web three's got a very bright future as people look for those solutions absolutely absolutely it's, uh, yeah I couldn't agree more and and ironically it's much harder to scam people right and in that sense um, mm -hmm. if if you know what you're doing um, exactly yeah, doesn't stop people trying though <laughs> right there, people will always try um, yeah. how can people use oasis.app uh, how can they connect to it if they want to borrow and lend, if they want to multiply, if they want to earn? Um, how, how do they get set up? Yeah, so it's uh, super simple. Just uh, you just head to oasis.app. Uh, that will that will take you there. Again, it's all it's all non custodial, so you'll need a you'll need a wallet. Um, so support all the major wallets like MetaMask, Ledger, Trezor, pretty much any Web three um, 
kind of browser-based browser-based wallet. There's a few hardware wallets, other hardware wallets on there as well, and mobile wallets. But just connect your wallet um, with the assets that you've, that you've got in there. Um, and and yeah, if you've got one of the tokens that we support, so like ETH, State ETH, Rocket ETH, whatever. Um, yeah, you just you just pick the strategy. You'll see three options about like, uh, which are borrow, multiply, or earn. So you you pick what kind of like tart like what what your goal is basically, um, and just and just follow the instructions. Like one of the things we pride ourselves on is the UX um, mm-hmm. and like usability of it. Like making DeFi simple um, but secure is kind of like our tag, tagline in a way. So uh, yeah, it it really is simple. Just go to the website, connect your wallet. Um, the first time you do it, you'll be asked to um sign a signature on your wallet um this this just enables us to like kind of it, it just proves that you've like you're connecting with your wallet and it just gives you a few ux improvements as well um when it when we know that your it's your wallet that's connected to it uh so you can follow vaults uh like other people's positions if you want to try and get insight on what they're doing if they're like increasing risk or decreasing risk um like it just yeah gives you gives you a few extra things and just shows us that you sign the terms and conditions as well um but yeah once you've signed that message you're 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 off um as always just check the url uh and so on like if you if you're trying to search for it in google like just just make sure it is a way to start app because there's i mean i think every week we're, we're like submitting reports to have like like phishing sites taken down and so on mm-hmm. um but yeah it's uh when, when, once you're in it's it it should be very easy to use like i said we've got a few earn strategies on the on the state east side uh and you can multiply using like maker and Ave at the moment um and yeah very, very soon it's going to be L2s and and then Arjuna, um, which we've got a load of Oasis token rewards for as well, uh, like Arjuna tokens as well. So for the first two years, anyone using Arjuna on Oasis is going to be able to like kind of yield farm Arjuna tokens as well. Awesome. Chris, thank you for taking the time today. Really appreciate it. It's been a really good conversation. I uh, learned a lot about what you guys are doing with Oasis.app, and I think it's a fantastic um, product for people to use if they want to be in DeFi and they want to connect and you know, do all these things, multiply, borrow and lend. Um, earn APYs. Um, yeah. So we'll put links in the description as well so people can check it out. The correct URLs don't go. Just try and Google it and hope <laughs> you'll find the right one. Uh, go to the, white, the right website, double check everything. Um, and uh, yeah, thanks, man. Really appreciate it. No, thank you. It's been an absolute pleasure.